Hello and welcome to The Man Games. This is another new show for the channel. It is actually a podcast. It is called The Man. And The Wife. So it is me and the wife looking at anything to do with wrestling, really. Um, this will be going up every Sunday, unless there was a pay-per-view. And maybe we'll try and get one up on a Monday as a special. I've just um, let the wife know that now. Um, so... Today we're doing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 as we were there on our honeymoon. So we were there for the full um, weekend. So we actually saw the TakeOver, the SummerSlam, the Raw and the SmackDown. But today we're just concentrating on NXT. So, um, so it was on August 18th, obviously 2018, in um, the Barclays Centre. There was just under 15,000 people there. Um, and there was actually two um, matches before the event actually started. It was two matches that went on the next week's NXT tapings. So the first one was Bianca Belair and Donna Perrazzo. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name. And Pete Dunne and Zach Gibson. We won't really go into detail about that. Just say... Uh, um was nice to see Bianca Belair in a match. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing Bianca Belair. I'm a big, big fan of her. Um, so that was really good. Um, even though she did... Um, she didn't, I thought she was going to say she lost, but she, she won, didn't she? Yeah, she did win, yeah. She did win. But uh, more than actually seeing Bianca Belair, I um, enjoyed the second match more, to be honest, uh, seeing Zach Gibson. Um, because I saw him in Whitby when... No, we didn't see Zach Gibson in Whitby. That was James Drake. We saw him in Whitby. I thought Zach was there. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. So this is a good start to the show. Oh. Have we not seen So my wife actually does know things about wrestling. That was just a mistake. <laughs> so please stick with us. Don't tune off now. You think it's just... Well, they're, like they're, both, they're both English people, though, so we were probably English. Well, you could be saying that about Pete Dunne, though. Pete Dunne's English. Because I said Pete Dunne and Zach oh, I thought you meant, are both English people. Yeah, I thought you English. meant... James Drake. No, I don't do so we're nearly three minutes in and we've already fallen out, so I hope no one's turned off yet. Um, so just going back to the Pete Dunne and Zach Gibson match, it was really good. Um, Pete Dunne obviously trying to break Zach Gibson's fingers at points, um, but obviously Pete Dunne came out the winner, retaining his UK championship. But now we will go into the main card. So the first match on the show was the Undistributed Error against Mustache Mountain in, um, I think it was our match of the night, really. It's the best match I've ever seen live. My favourite match ever. So, yeah, definitely match of the night. So, really, this match built around um, Tyler Bate getting the hot tag from Trent Seven. Undisputed Era really worked over Tyler Bate in the middle of the match. It was, it was a very high-paced match. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think that's one thing I really enjoyed about it. It was just, it was, there was just so much story in, in the actual match itself. Um, and the way they built it, I thought, was fantastic. And it, it just there was no low points at all. Like it just got higher and higher and higher. It just kept building. Um, so yeah, really good match. Yeah, they were building to maybe Trent Seven throwing the towel again, like they'd done in a previous match. But he ends up throwing the towel into the crowd. Um, but unfortunately, in the end, Trent Seven does take the pinfall. Um, and then at the end of the match, the War Raiders attack Undisputed Era setting up the next pay-per-view match between them. 
yeah, so that, that was a nice little surprise um, to see the Royal Raiders come out at the end. Definitely unexpected, especially after such a good match. Um, it really left us feeling on a high, I reckon. Really good, yeah. Yeah, so some of the spots of the night really were um, Trent Seven did like his aeroplane spin and then did a Cesaro spin at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which way around he had, but obviously he was swinging one with his arms and then the other one around his neck. So that was a real, you know, real good point in the match. Does it, did um, the dive outside the ring onto him and then he did his little, I, can't, I don't know what it's called, but he, from the outside he jumps and puts his arms on the ropes and oh, jumps yeah. back and clotheslines them. That was really good. So yeah, it was a really fast-paced match. There was a lot of like submission moves as well. Unfortunately for us, we were obviously cheering um, for Trent Seven and Tyler Bate as we are from the UK. Actually, the wife is Australian. Yeah. I know. But I feel more English these days now anyway, so... <laughs> you shouldn't say in case your family are listening. That is true. Oh, God. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Dad. It's your brother that sometimes watches wrestling. Oh, sorry, Zach. I'm Aussie through and through. Anywhere. Something I did like about the match, uh, especially towards the end, was uh, all the near falls. There was just so many, yeah. and it just it just seemed like every single time somebody kicked out, it was just unbelievable. That like, like no way, that no way, no way. Um, and then obviously when um, Masters Matt did lose, it was a little bit heartbreaking, but still a great match. Yeah, when Tyler Bit hit his Tyler Driver, I thought that was, you know, I thought we were going to see new champions, but. Unfortunately, we didn't for us. Um, so where we were in the crowd, I feel like other people were more undisputed era chanting. We oh, were definitely. Mustache Mountain. I know the people behind us were big undisputed era fans. So yeah, it was the UK versus America in that match. Yep, we were definitely the minority, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was just a quick. Um, run through the first match of the show so that was once again the undisputed era against Mustache Mountain their match went just over 18 minutes and the winners were undisputed era so we'd just like to say if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel and leave us a comment let us know what you think ways we can improve this as we want it to be a weekly thing so we'd like to know everyone's feedback but the next match on the card was EC3 versus Velveteen Dream uh, for me, personally, this was what I thought would be my match of the night. Um, I'm a massive Velveteen Dream fan. Had my Velveteen Dream um, shirt on when we went. Um, and, yeah, it was definitely the match I was looking forward to the most this evening, uh, that evening. Um, but I was slightly disappointed by it, unfortunately. Well, rumour is that EC3 got, in, like, got a concussion early in the match. That's the rumour. Um, I'm not actually sure if that is true or not. But yeah, it was just a bit lackluster. Um, it didn't really get out of first gear, unfortunately. Um, and Velveteen Dream performed a spinning DDT on the entrance ramp. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he also hit his DVD move on the outside of the apron to roll EC3 into the ring. For the elbow drop and the win. Um, so, yeah, Velveteen Dream won the match. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a very good showing for EC3. 
the most memorable thing for me that he did. He did a stinger splash onto um, Velveteen Dream. We all know the only reason you remember that is because it was a stinger splash. Exactly. <laughs> that is the main reason. No one knows. Um, Sting's my all-time favourite wrestler. Um, I'll tell anyone that listens. Um, so, yeah, for us, just a bit of a disappointing match, really. Um, there was good promos leading up to this match. I really liked the full um, promo of Vignette, what you'd call them. Um, yeah, I just said there's lots of good build-up, and I think that's sort of maybe one thing that... Uh, Left us a little bit disappointed when you had there was I felt like there was such a good build up and it was such good promos and going into it felt like there was a lot of you know a lot in it and then it just sort of um, just seemed to be a bit of a slower match and maybe it was because um, the first match was just really really good and it sort of set the bar too high and they didn't quite hit that or what I'm not sure what it was but you could definitely feel when you were there as well the crowd was uh, definitely less invested in this match went on. Um, I think the most memorable thing for me was actually Velveteen Dream's trousers because uh, he had the Call Me Up Vince um, plastered across his buttocks. And that's yeah. probably the most memorable thing for me about this match. Also, I remember in a promo leading up um, previously, I think it was at Royal Albert Hall, um, EC3 and Velveteen Dream had teamed up with the Dream left EC3 um, in the match. And then in the interview, someone says... Says that's a dream, and Dream just says he has no recollection of that. Oh, yeah, that was good, actually. So yeah. that, that was pretty good, but that actually wasn't, you know, at take over. But um, I think that's the only singles match that EC3 had at a takeover. I believe the only other match he had was um, in a six man ladder match. I think there was six men. Um, was it Takeover Dallas, maybe? Um, no, no, maybe it wasn't that. No, it was Takeover New Orleans where the first North American champion was crowned. I think they're only EC3's two takeover matches. So yeah, EC3 was let go on the Black Wednesday, um, where WWE released a load of um, wrestlers. He was one of them, unfortunately. Um, I've just actually read today, um, obviously we are recording this on a Thursday, it will be going up on Sunday though, um, that WWE has offered certain contracts to some of the wrestlers, but it's actually a very low contract. Um, so people, well, the reporters, I can't remember who reported it. Um, but yeah, they don't think that they're going to take take it. So pretty much they're just offering him some money to go back so they don't go to Impact or um, AEW or NWA or... DZW. DZW, is that even still a thing? Yeah. No. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So if you haven't, um, on the channel there is me doing a watch along of the Best of Brody Lee CZW, um, but I don't actually know if it is still a ongoing promotion. So if there's anyone listening that does know, um, yeah, let us know in the comments. Um, so yeah, back to EC3. Um, you know, you could go to maybe AEW. Um, in my a feud of MJF might be pretty good. Some be some good promos there. Mm, I feel like it looks a little bit like Brian Cage. Yeah. Well, maybe we could try and do like a twin gimmick. We could get a, <laughs> grow a bit of twins. facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do have the same kind of build, don't they? I do really yes. like EC3's entrance though in NXT. We've been pointing to the EC3. Mm. Um, you know, entrance-wise, maybe that was the best match on the, the card. 
that's true. Like, if you based it on their entrances alone... They're very charismatic, aren't they? So yeah. So that always, that always helps. But, yeah. So it was it was an alright match. It was just, a, like we say, it's a, a bit lacklustre. It didn't really get out of, you know, like, first gear, really. Um, yeah, it probably didn't need to be as long as it was. Um... So yeah, the match went on for just over 15 minutes. I reckon really with what happened, they could have maybe cut that in half, really. Um, so yeah, that was us talking about the Velveteen Dream defeating EC3. So the next match on the card was the North American champion Adam Cole going up against Ricochet. Um... I suppose you were more chatting for Ricochet and was more behind Adam Cole, I would say. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Big 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 Ricochet fan. Um I just love his style. It's so fast paced and um you know, being a high flyer, I, I like a good high flyer and I feel like it keeps the matches more interesting. Yeah, like the the pace of this match was on a different level. Um yeah, they were just sort of both both of them were just all over the place doing all sorts of moves. Yeah, it was definitely a big spot fest, um, this match. Definitely a few big spots that stick out. Um, the one, one of the first ones I can remember is when uh, both were in the ropes and Adam Cole goes to jump over Ricochet, uh, but Ricochet just kicks him with a massive drop kick in the middle of the chest. Um, that was one of the ones I can really remember. Um, another one when Ricochet did like a 619 in the corner. Um, uh, and the one when uh, Ricochet is springboarding off the ropes and Adam Cole hits him with a backbreaker. Uh, but although those three were good, uh, definitely the spot of the night is when Ricochet is doing a moonsault um, and Adam Cole super kicks him in the head. Um, I, can rem- I can just remember watching that and yeah. thinking, how is he alive? Like the whole crowd like just jumped out of their seats. Like It's like... That didn't even need to be someone's finishing move, and that could be the finish of a match, like any match. Like, yeah. I can remember actually flying home on the plane, talking still about yeah. how insane that that spot was. Um, just how I couldn't believe it. Just and just the noise it made in the um, um, the three. And we had, where we were sat, we had like we were like Ricochet's um, like backwards towards us. So for us, it just looked like he like decapitated him. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was uh, it was intense, definitely. Mm. Yeah, Adam Cole's timing on that move is just on another level. Um, and another good spot that I really liked was Adam Cole was on the apron outside, and Ricochet jumps over and does a hurricane runner to the floor. That was pretty impressive. And obviously, Ricochet hits his finish, which I don't know how he doesn't break his neck doing that. To be honest, mm, yeah, another one that's uh, intense to watch live. I always think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ricochet won the North American Championship in just over fifteen minutes. Um. In the crowd in this match was actually Britt Baker. Um. But we didn't know that at the time. I've just noticed. Um. Rewatching it again in lockdown. Um. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I thought, to me personally, I thought it was a bit. Too soon to take the title off Adam Cole. I don't like them to see him maybe go a little bit longer. But it's 
because he moved on to bigger and better things, so it didn't really matter. Ricochet got to eventually move to Raw, and maybe she just moved to the next match now. So yeah, Ricochet, the new North American champion. I felt like this. Oh, sorry, I thought we were going to keep going for a little bit. Uh, I was just going to say, I just felt like this match um, definitely picked the crowd back up again. You know, we talked about uh, Velveteen Dream in EC3. It kind of was a bit uh, lackluster and that the crowd um, was quite not into it, you know, as as much. So this sort of really brought back up on a high. Um, I felt like that was sort of one thing about this pay-per-view. It was uh, really good and then the below and then really good and then a bit up and down. But yeah, um, really good match. Big, big fan. So, potentially match of the night, but I think we'll still prefer the opening match. Um, I'd say the opening match was maybe like a better told story of what was going on in the ring, whereas this match was more of a spot fest and more higher spots, whereas like you were popping for the spots, whereas in the big opening match, I was saying popping more for the story. Oh, you were definitely more invested in the story in the first match. So just like to remind everyone, if you haven't already, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. It's the best way of helping the Man Games YouTube channel out. But we'll get to the next match on the card. It was Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, that went just over 13 and a half minutes. It was um, probably a bit more of a slower paced match um, that we saw in the night. Shayna Baszler does more of like working over moves in a... interrupt you there just one second you didn't say that it is for the NXT Women's Championship well there's only one woman match on the card so yeah well I know but just put that out there anyway keep going I mean you interrupted me if you want to no, take, no, over. take over it's fine I'll stop now <laughs> so yeah Shayna Bezo when she wrestles she more targets a body part and works on that body part and um, she's targeting Carrie Sins um um Legs at one point, you know, she was stomping on the back ankle of Kairi Sane. Um, Something about a knee over the ropes, wasn't it, on the outside? Yeah. Um, yeah, not not a bad match. Uh, as I said, um, with Shayna Baszler's sort of style, it is a bit slower. Uh, so for me personally, because, you know, um, I always find... You prefer, like, the faster pass best matches. Yeah, absolutely. So although I didn't not that I didn't enjoy the match or anything and there's nothing wrong with that, just my personal opinion is that I do prefer the faster paced ones. Um but still a few good spots in this match. Um Shayna Baszler dropping drop kicking Kyrie saying um in the knee and sort of Kyrie saying like face plants the mat. Um that was a that was a I can remember watching that thinking, oh that's gonna hurt. Um Kyrie Sane doing her running net breaker as well. That's always a good spot, which I enjoy. Yeah. And also, Kyrie Sane hit three of her... Insane el elbow drops. Insane elbow drops. I just call it elbow drop because that's what the macho man, Randy Savage, would call it. Mm. Um, no, so it was, uh, yeah, uh, Kyrie Sane hits her third insane elbow drop. Uh, but Shayna Baszler gets him feet up. That was a good spot as well. Yeah, and also she um, hit one on Shayna Baszler and hit her in the back already in the match. Mm. Um, but yeah, when she gets she gets her feet up for the third one and um, she turns it into the... Caribbean clutch, is it? That is the move. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then Carrie Sill rolls back for the win. 
Um, yeah, I was really surprised. I think a lot of people forget about this match, actually, because Shayna Baszler held the title again for such a long time. I think people kind of forget Shayna Baszler did actually hold it once and lose it to Kyrie Sane. How long did Kristen? Not long. I think she lost it at the Women's Evolution pay-per-view back to Shayna Baszler. Um, so yeah, she didn't have it that long really. Um, so obviously, yeah, if you don't know, um, it was Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler in the final of the first ever Mayhem Classic, and Kyrie Sane won that. Um, but obviously, Shayna Baszler rose to stardom before. Kyrie Sane really, um, you know, capturing the um, NXT Women's Championship. Um, just Googled on air. Um, Shayna Baszler, I was right, did win the title back off Kyrie Sane at the Women's Evolution pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised that Kyrie Sane won. I was very pleased. I always like being at a, a wrestling event in the... The um, titles change, I suppose. Being from the UK, we can't go to a lot of wrestling shows. So when you do go, you want to see, you know, the title change hands. Um. So yeah, from a personal story, the first time I ever went to wrestling, the main event was meant to be Eddie Guerrero against Randy Orton against Batista for the World Championship. That was the set main event. Two weeks before this, Eddie Guerrero passed away. And reported, the reports are that Eddie Guerrero was meant to win the World Championship the night I was meant to be at wrestling the first time. Eddie Guerrero, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time as well. So, yeah, it's, obviously I'm more crushed that they, you know, passed away. Um, but imagine being there for the first time I've ever seen Eddie Guerrero win the title. That would have been amazing. But... Overall... Um... Sorry, we've got a little bit off topic there, me reminiscing. So yeah, Kyrie Sane, the new NXT Women's Champion. So now it is the main event for the NXT Championship. It was the last man standing match between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They went just over 33 and a half minutes. Um, it was a good match. Um, I was a really big Johnny Gargano fan at the time. I had my Johnny Gargano t-shirt on. Um, now, I'd say now in 2020, I'm always a Champa fan myself. Um, so, yeah, the last man standing match. Um, you know, they tore the ring up. They had played with toys and, you know, um, there was fire extinguishers, yeah, chairs. Um, Tables. Yeah. Tommaso Champa hit um, his like, powerbomb knee move on Johnny Gargano three times in a row. Um uh, yeah, I mean, going into this match, I wasn't actually that personally invested. Um, at the time, I was a massive Alistair Black fan, so I know that he was supposed to be in the match. Um, he got injured before the match. Yeah, he got injured, so um, he wasn't in it. So kind of going in, I was a bit like, mm. um, so I was looking forward to it. Uh, although, you know, it was a good match in the sense that, you know, there was lots of good spots and said, as we said, that, you know, they tore the ring up and... Um, Use lots of props. Is that the right word? I suppose props. Um, the titles are props. <laughs> um, I just 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 didn't get into it like I think maybe everybody else did, and um, 
I was just angered by the end of it, to be honest, especially the ending. Yeah, so the ending was Johnny Gargano and Brandon did his um, like knee to the face, but then fell over onto the floor. Um, so he was on the floor while Tommaso Ciampa was still on the stage. He was handcuffed to something. Oh, he was handcuffed to something, yeah. So he rolled off and got onto his feet while Johnny Gargano was still on the floor. So there were three count to ten. And no one in the crowd knew what was going on, really. We didn't understand who had won. Who had lost? What happened? It was just like it was just so confusing. We it didn't know. Felt like it... a train being hit a wall. Yeah. And the crowd just went, "Oh, what happened there?" Yeah. Like we didn't even know. Like, do we go now? Or it was just real, real strange. I think everyone sort of expects something else to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else to come out or something. Oh, Johnny Gargano to do something else to Champa. Yeah. But it yeah. Was quite awkward, really, wasn't it? Getting yeah. Leaving the like. Ooh. Sorry, I just dropped my wedding ring. Um, that's it this <laughs> podcast is testing our marriage already <laughs> tell me you the lockdown you're taking yeah. the wedding ring off <laughs> so yeah I was really gutted that I really wanted to see Johnny Gargano leave with a championship I would say around that time was when I was my you know biggest Johnny, Johnny fan I'd, yeah maybe that's the way you put it um so yeah, that's that was the end of the show. New champion, no, sorry, returning champion. I was, you see, I was that pumped for Johnny Gargano to win the match. You just made it head that he I did. I just made it in my head that he did. So Tommaso Ciampa returned the title. Um, so yeah, that was our experience at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Um, after the event, we went and had a cocktail at our hotel. Good cocktail for me. Well, I had a Brooklyn bullet that about killed me. <laughs> um, oh, I had that was delicious. Oh, they made me like a one with vodka and pineapple juice on it. Yeah, mm, it's good. That's the best thing about being on your honeymoon. You tell people on the honeymoon those they're really nice to you. You get loads of free things. Got free champagne all the way. Yeah, we got free champagne in the room. Um, it was good. It was good. So that well, one last thing actually. So we got back to the hotel. Went to sleep at fire alarm. Went off at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Somebody didn't want to go down. He didn't want to go down, did you? You were no. like, it's nothing. I was, I, I was like, it's nothing. Just go back to sleep. But you were like, no, we need to leave. So you got, you know, from matched downstairs. <laughs> matched us downstairs, and and also I'd like to point out when we got to our hotel, the taxi driver told us it was a very rough neighbourhood. So that wasn't a great start neither. It was fine. There was no trouble. But yeah, we were walking around the outside of the building at three o'clock around Brooklyn. So yeah, I wasn't scared at all. There was a, I think wrong, a fire. There was no fire. Yeah, apparently someone had been smoking in their room. So yeah, that got us out of bed at three in the morning. Some people. Mm. Well, so I hope you enjoyed this um, show. It's the first podcast of The Man and the Wife. Um... Like I said, we're going to try and do an episode of Takeover Portland for Monday, unless my wife goes into labour and she's currently pregnant. So, might be a false promise. If one doesn't go up, you know why. Um, so, yeah. I'm sending me to labour there, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we're jinxing it. So, yeah. So, if you enjoyed this, please give it a like. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought. Um, if there's any shows you'd like us to review together, um, you know, drop a comment and let us know. And also, subscribe to the channel is the best way of supporting 
us here at the Man Games and obviously check out the other content on the channel, the WWE 2K20 stuff, the Fun with Figures episodes and the Brody Lee Watch Along, um, the first proper episode aired yesterday, so check that out. Last week we put up um, the Invasion pay-per-view as well. Um, yeah, that is the WWE and AEW fighting each other throughout the Invasion pay-per-view and also check out the 2K22 news episode on the channel. Um, so if you're a gamer, which most of the people are on the Man Games YouTube channel, subscribers, um, yeah, if you don't know the news, check it out. It's worth a quick listen. So yeah, that is all from the Man Games today. Thank you for watching and stay safe.